Today's edition of the Roma Press Podcast is sponsored by our newest partners at romapress.co.uk. Again, that's romapress.co.uk, where you can find the latest and best football betting tips. Last week, our partners recommended five matches in the English Premier League for a total of 11 betting tips, and they were 100% accurate. So therefore, a simple 10-pound bet produced a 290-pound return. For the entire season, they have a 90% accuracy, and that's throughout all the leagues, the Premier League, La Liga, Serie A, Bundesliga, Ligun. You can find all of these at aromapress.co.uk. So you get six European leagues for less than the price of a coffee each week. And with these kind of returns, you can't go wrong. Get signed up now, aromapress.co.uk. Again, 90% accuracy on these betting tips. So you can't go wrong. Get signed up now, aromapress.co.uk. Welcome to the Roma Press Podcast with John Solano. Hello again. Welcome back to another edition of the Roma Press Podcast. I'm Roma Press Editor John Solano. Uh, off the heels of a wonderful victory for the Gialarossi in the Champions League, I'm going to bring Andy on in just one moment. So you'll hear us de- uh, discuss the, the match, opinions, thoughts, all that good stuff. And then right after that, we're going to bring on good friend of the podcast, David Amoyal, who you can find everywhere uh, at David Amoyal. You can find his podcast, the Calcio Land podcast on Twitter. He writes for various outlets, The Athletic Soccer, uh, ESPN, DiMarzio's English website. And again, you can find him at David Amoyal on Twitter. He will be joining us directly after. So let me bring Andy on now. All right, Andy, Roma to Porto 1. Your first thoughts. First thoughts is that there is a lot to talk about, but um, I'm I'm happy with the result. I think yes, that that goal of theirs was a fluke goal, but uh, I think for a team like Roma, that's an ideal situation where they're still you know in the driver's seat, but they know they have to go out there and get that win and um, and and just perform perform just like they did yesterday. Yeah, it's hmm. that goal really, really hurt. Just I think it hurt more just because of the time that it came. Um, and it was very, as you mentioned, a fluke. It was, I mean, it's not like it came through the run of play. It was a total mishit. Manolas was caught ball watching. But you just said a lot to talk about, obviously. Um, let's just start with it right off the top. Nicolo Zaniolo. Now, obviously, everybody's happy about it. Um, 19 years old, so much promise, but two things that are bothering me that I'm seeing today, a are the experts who watch one match and suddenly they, they know everything about Roma. They know everything about Zaniolo. And then the other group are the people who are already talking about having to sell him. I mean, Jesus Christ, how the hell do you have any happiness if that's how you're talking already? I mean, come on. Yeah, I, I don't get it. You know, uh, people now, what, Palota came out and said, <laughs> like, just like Palota does, and we love him <laughs> for it. Uh, Kama came out and said, I, I want Zaniolo and Pellegrini to be the future of this team. And obviously, everyone, you know, jumps to conclusions and says, okay, they're sold. That's it. Uh, but right now, the, the, the good thing is to enjoy Enjoy the, the the talent of this kid and 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 the talents that we have because we have some some talents. Yesterday we went out and played a great important game with with uh, with Pellegrini, uh, with with Zaniolo, with Cristante. These are young players um, who who you know who need who are building their careers. They're just starting out, so you know there's plenty to look forward uh, talent wise in this team. 
And yeah, I, I just, I don't know. I'm confused by everybody being upset about them being potentially sold. Um, just a weird mindset. Um, I don't know about you. I thought that first half was one of the best 45 minutes they have had the entire season. The only thing missing was a goal. Yeah. And I, I, I just think this was a, um, a solid of a, of a game Roma can have. It was a very physical game. It wasn't all fireworks. It wasn't, uh, um, you know, a, a game that kept you, you know, entertained with with two teams going at it. It was two teams going at it, but in a very balanced way. I think uh, we, we had. We, I think our our defense was somehow presentable in this game. I thought the midfield was terrific. Uh, you know, considering we we were playing with two youngsters and De Rossi. And we just know how port, how dangerous Porto are in the midfield area. They they clam it up. They have some very talented and very physical, aggressive players. Their wingers get back and play basically in the midfield. So I think we overall we we, we this was the. I have to give credit to Di Francesco, and I have to give credit to the players that they played this game. That you can you could see they were playing it the way they planned. Yeah, I thought Di Francesco got it spot on. Um, again, I thought the only thing missing in the first half was a goal. And frankly, the goal that Adrian Lopez scored for Porto was, as you mentioned, a fluke. I thought the approach was spot on. Frankly, I thought that was the most balanced they have looked in both attack and defense all season. I thought it was one of their best displays. I thought Di Francesco got everything right from the team selection to his approach. I thought everything was spot on. I don't think you could have asked for more again, except for a goal. Now there are some things that I didn't like, obviously. Yeah. He played a good match overall. Someone, I know people are going to say we hammer on him too much, but I thought Fazio was good. He gifted them an opportunity in the first half. Um, but after that, he was strong Manolas other than turning off for a minute on their goal. I thought he was good. Florenzi, um, yeah, he was okay. Was okay. His first was half okay. was okay. Was okay. I missed. I missed Karsdorp. I I missed Karsdorp. I thought. I thought. You know, with with someone like Karsdorp going forward on those flanks, um, or even as you said on on Twitter yesterday, multiple times, even with uh, with Clivert, uh, I thought we could have been much more dangerous in that first half. They they allowed us uh, way too many open spaces and. If we had just had that, you know, one extra player who who's not afraid of going forward, and that's Karsdorp, and that's uh, and that's Clivert, and that is uh, Cengiz, um, I just think a goal would have come in that first half because we deserved it. Uh, there were chances, there were open spots. Um, their defense was pressing Jeko all over. Uh, they were all over Jeko, but. Uh, they were just leaving way too many open spaces on the flanks. And um, as brilliant of a game, I think, and as underrated of a game, I think El Sharawi had, because he had a just incredible uh, work rate yesterday. Um, we, 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 we lacked that extra bite on that free flank. I thought the same. Um Porto are going to have to change something in the second leg. They allowed Roma far too much space on the right. I was astonished. And as you mentioned, I would have loved to have seen Karsdorp out there. I thought that was a massive, massive loss. Florenzi, it's just you're so limited with him in both aspects, frankly, defensively and in attack. I mean, he cannot cross the ball at all. Um, dribbling isn't much of his strong suit either, so... I, I think those are two things Karsdorp actually does very, very well. Um, but as we're talking about the right, though, we're going to see Under come back, um, possibly even as early as this weekend against Bologna. I have to say, though, after seeing Zaniolo for, I believe that was either the second or third time we've seen him play as a winger on the right. Yeah, it might be the second. Um I don't know if I would change anything. 
Oh, John, I don't know. I because I, I I mean as much as I liked Zaniolo, I didn't see too much of him in that first step. I thought surprisingly enough because he usually delivers his great performances in the first half and then gets tired because as well he also he, he has this incredible work rate. Um, I thought I thought I just think that you know having a, a winger like Cengiz against a team like Porto in a situation like yesterday could have given you a, a, an advantage. Um, obviously, it changes the complexity of the thing because you have to decide: Am I going to bench? Pellegrini or am I going to bench Zaniolo? And um, I think that's a good dilemma to have right now if you're Roma um, because both are talented, both are doing very well. I thought also Pellegrini had a good game yesterday. Um, I thought Cristante was great too. Yeah, Cristante. I mean, if you if you see on, on um, he, what a ball he delivered to to Pellegrini. when, oh, when that was... Uh, Unbelievable! Unbelievable! I was, I was like watching it. What is this guy doing? Where did this come from? And 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 I I just think I'm I, I this season has been just a, a a roller coaster filled with nightmares and filled with positives and then not so. But one thing is that I'm actually happy to see some players uh, uh, progress and, and and mature. You know, um, so. We went from seeing Cristante enter games, you know, five minutes before the end of the game or 10 minutes before, and we would always come to the conclusion, oh, wasn't a good game for Cristante, didn't, you know, didn't play well enough. What's his role? Is he an attacking midfield? And meanwhile, you know, you can see him right now playing a, a, a role that wasn't his a year ago, and he's playing on the, in the Champions League game. So... This is good. I'm 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 glad. I'm I'm happy to see this team rely on these players. I mean, this is a complete 180 degree turn from what we had under Luciano Spalletti. I mean, there was no depth in the midfield. It was the same names. It was De Rossi, Strootman, Nangolan, and maybe Paredes. If but I don't think he did well at Roma. Others may disagree, but nonetheless, um, Di Francesco has a lot of decisions to make now. Now, obviously. They are out of the Coppa Italia. We don't know what's going to happen in the second leg. So they're still on two competitions as of now. I would like to think that you like their chances for the second leg then, no? Yeah. Yeah, as I said in the beginning, I uh, listen, I I would have been very happy had we won, you know, 2-0 because we deserved it. It was our game. Uh, you know, the co- Porto's coach can say whatever he wants. Oh yeah, he said he. Oh, yeah, yeah. For anyone who missed it, he said they yeah. deserved a draw. I don't know what. No, no. Uh, what game were you watching? No, awful. no, 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 no. It was it was Roma's game. Roma dominated it under every single aspect, and we deserved to win two nil. But um, with this Roma team, I'm I'm just. I'm never so I, like you. You can never take anything for granted. So. I, I just hope that this goal, uh, away goal for Porto, you know, inspires them. And, and you could actually hear Di Francesco say that we cannot settle uh, for this lead. We have to go there and, and score goals. Um, and I hope he, you know, he. it's not only words. These words will be turned into action because, you know, if 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 Porto if Porto now scored this goal, you 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 have to go out there and make sure to end it. You have to make sure to score at least a goal, keep a, a clean sheet. You know, and that's it. That's the bottom line. I'm I'm I just want this Roma team. I can, I'm I don't want to see this Roma team relaxed. And I'm pretty sure that right now they're not relaxed. They're happy, but they're not relaxed. I hope they're not relaxed. Um... I mean, I, 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 I'm in several group chats on WhatsApp, and I had people saying the the match of the weekend against Bologna is more important than the one against Porto. So uh, there was a debate as to which one is mo- more important, but I think that just shows that they cannot turn off even for a, a single match because, I mean, these points, both in the, the league and the Champions League, are just far too crucial. Now, we, we have to – I brought this up yesterday. We have to discuss it. What do you make of Di Francesco in Europe versus the league? 
Now, I've gotten several, okay, I've gotten several people tell me it has to do with motivation. Uh, Roma embrace the underdog, quote-unquote, mentality in the Champions League. Um, other people said that it has to do with tactics. Teams in Europe, they don't sit back and play the Catanaccio like they do in Serie A. Teams sitting back with 10, countering. To me, that just seems that just seems so um, easy because I, I just I refuse to believe that that's what it is. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, I don't know. It's funny because today I, I they um, the Ajax fans were were sending out fireworks at three in the morning to wake to to wake up the <laughs> Real Madrid players who were who are living in a hotel near me. So I got woken up. I forget that yeah, you're you're in the yeah, Netherlands. Yeah. I always forget that. Yeah, so, I heard so you that heard I that. got woken up at three in the morning. I was like, "What the hell is this?" And um, I spent the next hour trying to fall asleep, thinking, "What the hell is the the problem with this Roma team under Di Francesco? Why are they so freaking good uh, in Europe, um, mostly at home? But why do they? Why is it a whole different team? And and even the the the, the response from the fans is different. When they, when we play a Champions League game, it's like the whole stadium is rocking. It's it's a whole big community. And then you you play Serie A games or whatever in Italy, and and everything it, it just falls flat. Di Francesco seems to be clueless, and in Europe he's like this master mind of, of football and and does everything brilliant i mean aside from that yes from from the liverpool game or whatever but it, it he always seems to make the right choices i really don't know i wish i could explain it um really i mean if you watch certain players jeko for example i mean compare this season's jeko in seria to the jeko we we see in in the champions league we, different player um Jekyll in the Champions League embraces the 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 opportunity the you know the difficulty of the opponent wants to put the team on his shoulders uh doesn't whine when things don't go his way uh works for the team yesterday I had two, he had two assists basically um incredible work rate took on three defenders basically at once was was manhandling Pepe. I was afraid it was going to be vice versa. So there must be something with mm. tactics for Di Francesco to finally be able to play the way he wants to play his football, whatever that means. Um, and certainly there is motivation for some players. Uh, I mean, you, you know, you watch Dzeko, you watch, you watch Manolas. Manolas is always good, but you can always see that he, he wants to be on this big stage. Um, it's a whole different team. I don't know. I don't know either. Um, I mean, you mentioned Jekyll there. I mean, he certainly looks more lively in the Champions League. He certainly looks more motivated. But even with a quarter of the motivation that they have in the Champions League, I'm sorry, that should be enough to beat the likes of Kievo. That should be enough, enough to beat the likes of Bologna, uh, Udinese. I, I mean... I feel like, you know, people are throwing out this motivation argument, which I can understand. I I, I I see that point of view. But then part of me is like, well, Jesus, I mean, even if they don't have their full motivation, even if they're not completely up to it, I mean, Kievo is shit. Bologna are shit. Udinese is shit. Spal, shit. I mean, are you telling me in all these matches, even though they're not completely up for it, that they lack the... <laughs> The motivation, the talent, the 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 tactics. I I, I mean, I just can't answer. Think about it, John. The night we got blasted seven to one by by Fiorentina. Would you have expected to see this a game like this against Porto? No, and, never. Exactly, and and that that was what three three weeks ago, and it's it, it's just simply unbelievable how. Um, you know, in, in, in Serie A, we struggle no matter what, no matter if we have uh, lots of injuries or, or every, if everyone's healthy, if the starting lineup is like this or like that. It, you know, it doesn't matter. We always seems to seem to struggle uh, no matter what. And in the Champions League game, it, I, I, I really don't know. And, and But it's a fascinating thing because um, 
you know, we always come off as underdogs with uh, with Di Francesco in the Champions League, and it's a nice thing because in in Serie A we get beaten by the underdogs. So it's nice to be on the other end, I guess. So as we record this, Inter are in full capitulation mode, which is nice to see. Spalletti working his magic on on a different club um, as he announces that Icardi was in their Europa League team, but he decided not to come after being stripped of the captaincy just hours earlier. So it's nice to see there's a soap opera going on elsewhere. Um, I'm curious to know what you thought, though, of uh, Palotta's comments. You mentioned it just a little bit ago about how Pellegrini, Zaniolo, they can become leaders and sort of the future of Roma. Um, I I put something out on, on our Instagram, and I mean, most of the comments are, well, assuming they're not sold, which, okay, great. Um do you think that's him just talking from his ass like he tends to? Or do you think he actually means it? I, <laughs> what is this with, today with the philosophical questions where we cannot find the good I answer? I mean, look, I, I, I think I think Palota most of the time means what he's saying. It's just that he lives in a different world. He's not, you know, it seems like he's not aware of the possibility that, you know, you, one time you can speak highly of a player and then a month later you you're you're selling him so it seems like he 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 means well but he is detached from the reality of how this business works because after all it is a business so i think i think he means it i think that um and it's i think for example that it's very realistic uh, also, from what I saw, uh, Pellegrini released a great interview for Tele Radio Stereo a few days ago, and it's really worth uh, reading, um, where you can really see that the kid just loves the club. Um, I don't know about Zaniolo because this is this is fishy. This is a fishy situation. This is a kid who, at 19, is scoring a brace in the Champions League as a starting player for uh, a semi-finalist in the in the in the Champions League, and 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 he's on the radar of all the big teams. It's fishy. I think that I think that Pellegrini staying here um, and and perhaps becoming a bandiera is far more realistic than uh, than Zaniolo. Um, but I, again, I I don't see the point as to why the fans would have to concern themselves with this right now. Enjoy the moment. Enjoy the, the fantastic performances that you're seeing, the thrill of seeing another youngster come up and, and you know, uh, prove himself and, and display great talent um, because this doesn't happen very often. And and we already saw, uh, it's been reported, that though there will be a contract renewal at uh, most likely in the in the next two months or something um, where all, both parties are satisfied and focused. So I don't know. I, 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 I think Palota means well, I hope it, it, it happens. Yeah. I Listen. I mean, you know, best, you know, best it, 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 you cannot predict. No, this. first it, off, it, you can't it, predict this. He doesn't have the answers. But the thing I also laugh at is people making a, a big deal about the team he supported as a child. <laughs> Listen, uh, sometimes that matters. I just, I, I laugh at this because I see all these Juventini on Twitter posting all of his old tweets and Facebook posts about Juve, but it's like, I mean, do you know how often players uh, stay at one club and it's not the team that they supported as a child? Now, granted, just in general, players don't stay at one club quite often but uh, to to make that the basis of an argument for him to leave i, I, I just i, I saw pe- i saw people bring out facebook posts from 2010 so <laughs> when zagnolo when zagnolo was 10 years old when zagnolo was 10 years old they're basing i mean this is you know it's it's funny it's funny to laugh at obviously I mean, oh, the, oh, the gobby the gobby no, yeah, but you know, and the the people believing it, and you know, buying it into it, and obviously there will be also fans who will be like, I don't want this Juventino in my team. Um, it's those are the that, same ones that happened. wrote. Uh, those are the same ones that had the color of bastardo sign yesterday. 
Oh yeah, yeah, that that is it. That's what I was aiming for. Yes, and listen, I mean, I I I will always I interpret it this way. I think Zaniolo is extremely grateful that a team like Roma took a chance on him, and um, and I think if from from what I've been reading uh, from both his uh, I think parents. Um, his follow his Roma on Instagram, by the way. You you will not be yes. disappointed if you follow okay. his if you follow, <laughs> if you follow the the Mama Zaniolo on on Mama Zaniolo. Oh yes. yeah, follow Mama Zaniolo. Yeah, I believe. Hold on, because now everybody's going to want to know what it is. So it's frac seven seven on Instagram. Um, yes, and she takes a lot of selfies. So brace yourselves. <laughs> um, <laughs> No, but really, I mean, if you read those, what, what they say is basically they're very happy with the situation they're in. And and they're, it seems like both parties are extremely grateful this happened. I, I, you know, imagine being a 19-year-old kid uh, going through the ranks, playing for Virtus Entella, then going to Inter Primavera, training for a whole year with the first team uh, under Spalletti, not getting any sort of chance to perform uh, on the bigger stage, be it maybe on in a Coppa Italia game against, say, the likes of Pordenone um, or playing against minor teams in Serie A. No, nothing. Uh, and then getting picked up in this deal that everybody's talking about, uh, about, you know, Nainggolan being sold for peanuts and, and then turning out to be a, 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 a first-team player um, who's getting regular playing time in, in the Champions League. I mean, that must be amazing. And the kid must be just very excited about it. I just don't get why people focus so much on this business side so quickly. He's been performing like this for three months. Give him time. Let him enjoy it. Yeah, I agree. And for me, there there are a lot of things a young player could do that, that hamper his career. We've seen it over the years, whether it's doing things in your personal life, on the pitch, off the pitch. I just think making that big move, uh, let's say it is Juventus. Is he really going to get this level of opportunities, this level of playing time? I, I just don't see it. Not right now. Definitely not right now. Especially, you know, the way the, the, way, uh, the Juventus team rotates. I mean... Right now, not Dybala is not even. I was just going to say, thing. yeah. Look at this Juventus now. I, I mean, you have uh, Dybala. You, I mean, look at Bernardeschi. I, I, I mean, and then look at the Douglas Costa. It's players who who are very talented, but I mean, I don't know. I I don't follow this, but you know, there is some unhappiness. There is some. Uh, you know, traction between between uh, between Allegri and between uh, DiBala, between the management. How because this team is so talented that there is just not enough room for everyone. Um, that's why I, I I I you know I want to doubt that a kid like Zaniolo has this immense opportunity of continuing to play for this team, and you know after one season would end up uh, uh, somewhere else. Just like people thought that Cengiz was going to be sold last year. I remember when Cengiz was saving our ass for two straight months and, and scoring goals left and right, and, and he was the new sensation, everyone was already saying, oh, they're going to sell him. They're going to sell him this summer. And it didn't happen. So, you know, it's an unpredictable business, but why the hell should it happen right now? I agree. It's just the negative thinking after such a positive result. I mean, come on, everybody. I mean, Jesus, what a terrible like mindset to have worrying about him getting sold. Just enjoy it. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I just don't know how you can worry about that. I, I think it's so far off that Again, there's 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 nothing to worry about right now. Enjoy the moment, as I said. He's a, Look, he's a fantastic I mean, player. I, and also, this is such a different... I don't know. You probably remember it better because I, I wasn't even alive back then. But, I mean, for example, when, when, when Totti started out and he was a phenomenon and 
players were it was still football players were still getting sold so do you think people back then were 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 screaming at you know oh my god he's gonna get sold he's gonna get sold i mean the calcio mercato has always been a thing players have been moving left and right all the time so you know why 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 react react the way people react nowadays you know you're seeing something special um you hope it lasts just you know just just hope for the best and 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 that's it another note just very briefly mirante i thought had another really good performance i thought he commanded the area well we have to say he is so much better with the ball at his feet than olsen now on his day i think olsen is the better shot stopper but given how defensesco likes to play football um what do you think? Do you go back to Olsen, even though I think that's what's going to happen? It is going to happen. You have to. It's uh, you can you you heard it from Di Francesco. He said it. Olsen is the number one. Um, you know, it's unless Olsen's injury is something serious, it has to be Olsen because it just has to. I mean, right now, if if he continues to perform the way he's been performing for the past month or so. Um, Sure, take a chance with Mirante, but I, I, I don't think it's, I don't think it's a good thing to question uh, Olsen's uh, starting spot right now. Right now, when you know when it's going wrong, wrong for him, I think this is a time where you, you have to trust him, and and that's it. I mean, that's that's the bottom line because, yes, Mirante is good, but but he came in here to be, uh, you know, the backup goalkeeper. Olsen came here to replace Allison and 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 you just I, I don't even want to think about what would happen if you you would put him on the bench I mean what the guy would feel like um so I for me it's awesome okay that's fair enough so with an eye to the weekend we've got Bologna and then Atalanta face Milan in Bergamo so Crucial, 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 crucial. Don't fuck this up. Don't fuck this up. Crucial. No. Very crucial. Very good. This is Atlanta, Milan Atlanta can be the, the game of the year, in my opinion. Yes. For its importance. Absolutely. Now, it's not like Lazio also. I mean, they, they didn't look good last weekend against Empoli. They, they faced Genoa away. I mean, who knows what could happen there. But I cannot stress this enough. This is so important this weekend. But which Roma are you expecting? Because at this point, who the hell knows? Right. Uh, huh. Yeah. Uh, another question, which I don't know the answer to. I, I don't. I don't know. I don't want to to right now to voice my opinion. I think. Um. I, I mean, we, we, we played this Porto game right after beating Kievo 3-0. Okay, so my logic, um, I mean, if there was any logic to being a supporter of Roma, I would be why would they play worse? Why would they take two steps backwards? Um, I think this is a great opportunity to build upon what you've already done. Uh, you have Bologna. It's right now. It's a schedule where you can manage, where you can really catch up, do something. You know, get away. Maybe, hopefully, um, if if the clash between Milan and Atalanta uh, turns out to be in your favor, this you just have to. It's there is no excuse. There is no excuse to to this Bologna team sucks. Um, oh, they're terrible. Terrible. They're terrible. Just take the opportunity and 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 show what you're capable of. Jesus, I. Really, I mean, we ha- we find ourselves here asking questions about are Roma going to beat Bologna? This Bologna side? Come on. And I hate to look ahead. Trust me, I do. I, I hate it. But, I mean, this schedule for Roma, this calendar, I cannot – I mean, they have Bologna, then Frozenone, oh. then they have the Derby, yeah. then they have Empoli, and then they have Spal. That's I mean, come, uh, on. come on, come on, come on. Uh, this come is on. you. You just it, it's great, and I, I I actually look forward to the derby for the first time in a while. This you win, you win against Bologna, win against Frosinone, 
obviously this is not gonna going to happen because I just jinxed it. But still, let's <laughs> think about it. Um, it's you, the hope it, that kills you. Yeah, and 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 then you you have a chance to beat a direct rival and 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 get yourselves ahead of them. So it's crucial. This is the moment to shine. I uh, you know it doesn't matter like. I don't care what they say, what they think. You have to come away with with, with, uh, with what nine points. I expect them to 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 get away with nine points. And then on the sixth of March, there's a second leg against Porto, and then you have again Empoli at home, Spal away, Napoli at Rome, Fiorentina at Rome. I mean, those are difficult matches as well but they're at home but here, this is the thing Di Francesco at home in the league has been horrible we, we, we just had to say it he's been terrible yeah and especially against these mediocre sides I mean yes you know remember the game against Spal uh you know it, it's I <laughs> This team, this th- there is just some. I mean, think about if we had the 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 Champions League version of Jekyll on a regular basis. Just think about the difference it would make on you know capitalizing on all the occasions, on on having someone you can rely on the front, on on having someone who's unselfish, who doesn't whine, who communicates well with the team. That's the whole team would rotate differently. Um, I'm not saying obviously this is on Jekyll. I'm just saying there's just this difference and, and, and that I have higher hopes actually of getting through this round in the Champions League than I have of, of getting away with those nine points against these in these three upcoming Serie A games. Mm. Wow. Yeah. I mean, that says a lot. Now, to be fair, Roma are slightly better at home this season than they were last season. They're currently on a, what is it, six-match unbeaten streak. Wow. Uh, two draws, four wins um, in their last six at home. But, I mean, if you just look at who they've dropped points to over this um, last, what is it, 18 months at home, I, I mean, you could write a book uh, of just misery. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, it's terrible. <laughs> I mean, drop points... Um, Atalanta, Spal, Chievo, Chievo, Sassuolo, um, who else? Milan, Santoria. I mean, it's you just can't fathom it. So I cannot stress enough this next month for them is I I feel like this next month is going to define their season regardless of what happens in middle of March, April, May, yeah. because I, I think this next month, they're either going to get their heads yes, yes. firmly out of their asses or they're just screwed. Yes, yes. This is a chance where you can you can get a get ahead and then, you know, uh the because it's all it's the end of this, you know, we're gonna you're gonna have to play Juventus, you're gonna have to play Parma, which are no joke. Right now, the, you can you have the chance of, of of getting away a bit, you know, getting up up the table, and and then you know at least if you struggle, you will still have something to, you know, to fall back on. But you just have to take advantage of it. That's it. It's so difficult to predict because again, you, I mean, if this was happening three months ago, there is not a chance in hell you would say this Roma had any chance of finishing the mm-hmm. Champions League. Mm-hmm. And now it's just things have completely flipped. Well, um, a few months ago we were saying, ah, oh, we're going to, we have to get nine points <laughs> when we were about to head to Bologna and then we got slapped. So, so before we sign off here, um, Godfather mm-hmm. 2, I watched a deleted scene yesterday that, again, pissed me off. And just like the Godfather, I wish there was more detail. Um <laughs> They they watch or the, this deleted scene is when Vito returns to Sicily. Okay. Um, right before he executes uh, Don Ciccio. Yes. Yes. He murders and executes the two bodyguards who killed his mother yeah. when he was a child, uh-huh. uh, Strollo and Mosca, uh-huh. and they don't show that scene. I got so angry watching it again. 
<laughs> and uh, uh, John, I think you're more of a serious kind of guy. If you want more detail, <laughs> I mean, I mean, John, the, the Godfather Part Two. How long is it? <laughs> it's like what? Well, well, it's so long that they put an intermission in the middle. Exactly, of it. it's three hours and twenty-two minutes, man. So it's, it's uh, you know, it's uh, a production studio doesn't really say, uh, okay, you can have all the time in the world. I just, um, I understand, but. I think there's a lot of politics going on there. Very true. Um, all right. We're going to say goodbye to you now, Andy. Have a good rest of your day. And we are now going to welcome on good friend, uh, David Amoyel. But before that, I have to remind you about Euro Fantasy League, the best online resource for fantasy football, whether it's La Liga, the Premier League, Serie A, the Champions League. They have it all. They have every game that you're looking for. So for their City A game, go to fantasycityA.com. For their Champions League game, go to fantasy-champions-league.com. Or just go to eurofantasyleague.com to read a variety of articles, including the one that I just wrote on Nicolo Zaniolo and why if you're just hearing about him now, you are three months too late. So again, eurofantasyleague.com. Okay, David is here with me now. Uh, so, David, I, I have to get your thoughts on, on Roma-Porto yesterday. I think, you know, it's a shame that Porto scored on their pretty much only shot on goal. I think Roma, as we've seen a lot, are kind of in the Champions League. They really elevate their style of play. Um, Zeko just seems like a completely different player under the bright lights. I mean, we see that even in Serie A in night games, he seems to do uh, a lot better. Uh, I felt, you know, with Manolas being a little bit uncertain before the match of playing or not, um, you know, they only gave up one shot on goal, so you have to be happy. And I purposely left Zaniolo last because that seems to be the big storyline. But I think beyond that, all things considered, uh, this is a pretty good result for Roma. Yeah, everyone is talking about Zaniolo, but frankly, I thought that was her best performance in an incredibly long time. They've been unbalanced. They've looked unmotivated, and I think everything sort of came together yesterday. But since we're on the topic of Zaniolo, um, because it's doom and gloom of a Roma supporter 99% of the time, um, instead of reveling in yesterday's performance, I see most people um, already speculating as to which club he'll be sold to, especially after Palotta came out and said uh, he wants he and um, Pellegrini to be sort of the, the future leaders of the club. So we all know, especially in recent history, that nobody really is off limits at Roma. But every um, they always seem to have those renowned players that always stay no matter what. Um, it was Totti, De Rossi, Pizzaro for a long time. Um, and then it sort of seems like it was going to be Florenzi, but he hasn't really panned out to the extent most wish. So what do you make of the whole Zaniolo phenomenon on the pitch, off the pitch in general? So, I mean, the first thing I would say, you know, Carpe Diem, enjoy the moment. Yes. I know for Roma fans, when, you know, you see a breakout player like this and, you know, we, we know the vultures on Twitter. I mean, even I yesterday when I tweeted from the Marzo site, his quote that he loves celebrating under the Curva Sud and he wants to do it again. I had a bunch of Juve fans saying, well, we have a Curva Sud. You can do it here. And it's like, let's enjoy uh, the moment. Here, I, I think, you know, what really helps uh, Roma is that I think a player like Zaniolo, who's so fresh and so new, it's so hard even to put a value on a player like that. And I think for all involved, it completely makes sense uh, to wait a little bit. I know he changed agents, which, you know, with his uh, his profile being raised, you know, kind of makes sense. But, um, you know, I'd say enjoy the moment. But I would say as it stands now, I'd be very surprised if he's not on Roma uh, next season. I think it makes a lot of sense for him to be at a club where, you know, he's really getting into a great role and also to get a better sense of, to you know, what uh, his value could be uh, down the road. So um, I, I just think that Roma has so much to play for this season, and I understand the past, but just enjoy the moment. I mean, and then also enjoy the chaos that's going on 
at Inter. I mean, you'd think, uh, you know, <laughs> bad enough that Zaniolo and Nainggolan and now Icardi. So if you're a Roma fan and you're all worried about this, like enjoy the circus going on north. So, yeah, so as we're recording this, uh, Spalletti just had a very, I, I kind of feel bad for, well, not that I feel bad for him, but he just had a very awkward press conference. This is hours after he stripped Icardi of the, the captaincy, and after it was revealed he would not be traveling for their Europa League match. Um, I don't think a single question was asked about the match, but... To, just talking about this chaos, I to be frank, I, you may have a different opinion, but I, I don't think it could have come at a worse time. Um, they sort of have sort of pulled themselves into this race with Milan and Roma for the Champions League, and I think it couldn't have come at a worse time. What are you making of all of it? Well, I have to say my first reaction is that I find it absolutely hilarious that of all people, it had to be Spalletti to be the one to talk about this. Uh, like you run a site, I do a lot of uh, posting on the sites, like uh, translating or just transcribing what Spalletti says is like by far the hardest in all of uh, Serie A. So I find it incredibly ironic that of all people, he had to be the one facing the music for this and yeah as far as the timing you're right i mean uh, inter at least won that match against parma but before then they were in big trouble i'd say about a month ago you would have almost given them a champions league spot for next season and now you certainly can't even before this drama so if you're a roma fan you should definitely enjoy this because you know not just icardi but nangolan struggling Daniolo being a uh, you know such a revelation like not only did Inter really improve Roma with Zaniolo, but I think Roma also weakened Inter by giving them this Nangolan head you know situation and now it's just become more and more of a circus there so I'm definitely with you it really couldn't have come at a worse time for them now this is Spalletti's second club in Italy within the last few seasons and after having left Roma, everybody knows the strife and the problems that he had with Totti. He did it on a very, very, very public scale. Certainly, this has to be viewed as sort of a personality flaw of his, right? I mean, anybody who's new to the league, I mean, if you don't know Spalletti, he's a very emotional guy, sometimes very wacky. He can sometimes act like a teenager. But, I mean, this is... I. I I've got to say, I, I thought him leaving Roma was a massive, massive blow. Um, but then I see things like this, and I'm just like, well, my gosh, thank goodness that's not happening here. Yeah, I mean, I found it very interesting, you know, once Marotta came on board and he's trying to bring the Juve way where, you know, no one's bigger than the club and keeping and making it all about the club. Like some of the quotes from Spalletti in recent weeks you know, kind of throwing Marotta under the bus, saying he should have never said anything about Perisic publicly. They need to take care of the Sicardi situation, just settle it. You know, that was really uh, rather interesting. You're right, he is an emotional guy, uh, shoot from the hip. And, uh, you know, now the Icardi situation just got worse. You know, uh, this morning I was reading Gazzetta dello Sport online, and the headline from yesterday was on the peace between Spalletti and Marotta to try to resolve the Sicardi situation. And then a few hours later, we all saw what happened. So, yeah, uh, definitely very interesting there. And I think if you're a Roma fan, you have to be very happy about this because while Milan looks, you know, definitely on the right track with a lot of positive momentum, the opposite is happening uh, to Inter. So Roma overall has the, their chances of getting back to the Champions League next season, which in my opinion is much more important than even passing this round against Porto, uh, have improved. So if you're all worried about Zaniolo and the away goal, like I think think more long term it's more important the champions league spot next season and compared to a few weeks ago it looks much better for roma yeah i agree i think the champions league is crucial um obviously we all know how how financially hamstrung they are um but i i have to ask just because maybe a fresh set of eyes on it may help clear some things up but what can you make any sense of this phenomenon of di francesco in europe because uh, before he arrived, we all know how Roma were in Europe. I mean, under Spalletti, they were not good. 
Under Rudy Garcia, they were worse. Now Di Francesco arrives. They can't beat Kiev at home. They can't beat Spal at home. Um, but big bad Barcelona, they can control Porto at home. How do you even grasp any of this? Because I, I can't fathom it for the life of me. Yeah, I'm uh, kind of stomped too. I mean, uh, maybe some coaches, you know, are better suited for elimination style. You know, I used to say maybe Di Francesco is better in a knockout competition than a league. But then, of course, we had the result against Fiorentina, which was really the exact right. <laughs> opposite. Uh, you know, maybe you chalk it up that Zeko just really likes those bright lights and the attention, and maybe the rest of the team really feeds off on that. And maybe there's less pressure in the sense that what they do in the Champions League is kind of all gravy for them. Maybe they feel we can't win it anyways. We have less pressure here. But I'm kind of with you. I, I have a hard time, uh, you know, having rhyme or reason for what's happening. But look, on the bright side, um, you know, it helps Roma financially there, too. If they qualify back for the Champions League, it helps their position in the draw, which they benefited this season. So uh, there's definitely some positives. But I'm with you. I, I had the theory that he's better in direct elimination. But then that match against Fiorentina took that off the table. It's absolutely puzzling. There's no question about it whatsoever. It, it's absolutely baffling. And I still have yet to comprehend it completely because I'm, I'm left without answers so we're going to leave it there David I, I can't thank you enough for coming on again I always enjoy when you're able to make it on here and and we can discuss the the various happenings throughout city yeah so I appreciate it everyone the couch of the land podcast the couch cast podcast that you can find at patreon you can find him at David Amoyel on Twitter and find his work uh, on the athletic you can find his work on ESPN FC and uh, Gianluca De Marzio's English website. So, David, thank you so much again. Uh, hope to do it again soon. Uh, it's always a pleasure to chat with you, John. I look forward to doing it again on your podcast and my podcast. Keep up the great work. You know, I love what you do. You're not a news aggregator. You have your own content, which I love. So keep up the great work and uh, all the best to all your listeners. Thank you, David. Take care. Ciao. All right, everybody, that is where we are going to leave it. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening. If you could do the usual like, rate, subscribe, review, all that wonderful stuff on whichever platform you are listening to us, it would be greatly, greatly, greatly appreciated. So we will talk to you after the match against Bologna next week. So until then, ciao.